In an era where the thirst for knowledge and the hunger for exploration had become nearly insatiable, the limitations of Earth felt increasingly stifling. Confined to a single planet, the vast corridors of the cosmos beckoned as the ultimate frontier. No longer content with digital simulations or robotic probes, humanity pushed for something grander. A mission was conceptualized, then designed, and finally executed, with astronauts selected from among the elite of the elite, carefully chosen for this endeavor to brave the inhospitable unknown. Not for colonization, not yet, but to forge a path for those who would come after, a carefully assembled crew aboard a spacecraft that was a marvel of human ingenuity. The ship was a titan of technology, an architectural marvel made of alloys and materials that represented the pinnacle of human achievement. Propelled by engines powered by the bleeding edge of quantum physics, it bore instruments capable of analyzing cosmic phenomena in ways hitherto considered impossible. As the astronauts floated in zero gravity, the anticipation was palpable, even if expressed only through the glances exchanged between them. Each knew the gravity of their undertaking, the weight of the hopes and dreams of billions riding on their shoulders. This was a mission scrutinized by a global audience, watched by countless eyes glued to screens, following each update with bated breath. Broadcasts were conducted as the ship left Earth's gravitational pull, giving the world a vicarious experience of humanity's most audacious venture yet. Children looked up at the sky, wondering if they might one day set foot on distant worlds, while the older generations pondered the incredible strides their species had taken in such a short span of historical time. Yet, despite the excitement, despite the celebrations, despite the parades and the torrent of media coverage, a shadow hung over the mission, the shadow of the unknown, the unknowable risks that came with venturing into a realm so utterly alien to human experience. Then, as the spacecraft slid into Martian orbit, that shadow solidified into a sudden, unsettling void. All communication with Earth ceased without warning. The radio waves went silent. Screens that had been a riot of data and images froze into nothingness. Pings sent to mission control returned empty, as if swallowed by a cosmic abyss. In that moment, the astronauts came face to face with isolation in its purest form, a solitude more profound than anything ever experienced by humankind. Amidst this disquieting silence, the spacecraft's sensors, still operational, picked up an anomaly. Not on Mars, but circling it, a second ship in a decaying orbit, a silhouette against the backdrop of the red planet. As they focused their instruments on this unexpected object, they found it to be marked with the signs of catastrophic violence. It was no sleek, pristine vessel like their own, but a relic, shattered and twisted, as if torn apart by unimaginable forces. Its hull was pitted and scarred, its geometry a confusion of forms that defied conventional understanding, as if the laws of physics had been rewritten in a language both alien and archaic. Unlike their own spacecraft, a masterful construction born from the cumulative wisdom of human civilization, this enigmatic vessel spoke of older, darker stories. It felt as ancient as the galaxy, a remnant from an epoch long past, hanging there in the emptiness like the corpse of a cosmic titan. Intricate patterns adorned its sides, geometries too complex to be natural, yet too irregular to be purely artificial. They seemed to suggest an intelligence beyond human comprehension, 
a mind, or minds, that functioned according to principles mysterious and arcane. There, in that lonely orbit around Mars, two ships from two different worlds and two different times floated in the vacuum of space. One filled with life and carrying the aspirations of a young species, and the other an ancient, ruined hulk, keeping its own inscrutable secrets. For the crew of the Earth vessel, the presence of this alien ship in the emptiness of space became an eerie, tantalizing enigma, like a whisper from a forgotten past, urging them towards an uncertain, potentially harrowing future. The spacecraft's sensors, honed to detect an array of cosmic phenomena, initially faltered when aimed at the mysterious alien ship. It was as though the vessel existed in a state that defied conventional physics, occupying a dimensional framework unfamiliar to human science. Subtle oscillations of dark matter, exotic particles hitherto unknown, and wavelengths of energy that shouldn't exist according to current models were all picked up by the advanced instruments. For a moment, it seemed as though the universe had chosen to unfurl its weirdest tapestry just beyond the hull of their ship. What was this artifact that seemed to defy the natural laws that governed the cosmos? Even as a muteness of radio contact gripped them in a sheath of solitude, their instinctual thirst for knowledge wrestled with the tenets of caution. An internal debate waged within each crew member, unspoken yet palpable. The vessel hung in the emptiness like an unanswered question, inert but beckoning, a spectral husk with an almost gravitational pull on their curiosity. The eventual consensus, reached through exchanged glances and subtle gestures, was clear. The mission must proceed, albeit with caution. They would deploy a drone, bristling with a variety of scientific instruments, to interact physically with the alien ship. Unlike human astronauts, the drone was expendable and could be remotely disintegrated should it encounter hazardous materials. It was the safest compromise between the contradicting imperatives of exploration and safety. As the drone disengaged from the bay, it glided through the emptiness with a poise born of precise engineering. Approaching the alien vessel, the drone's mechanical arms extended, outfitted with an array of cutting, sampling, and analyzing tools. Even at this closer proximity, the alien ship looked no less enigmatic. The drone's cameras transmitted haunting images of the ship's surface, complicated patterns etched into its hull, like cryptographic messages left by a vanished race. Upon contact, the drone experienced momentary interference, its telemetry data warbled as if brushed by an invisible electromagnetic field. Then it steadied, and its tools went to work, cutting a small section of the alien material for analysis. The drone's onboard spectrograph struggled to classify the unknown substance. It was neither metal nor organic, yet exhibited properties of both. A composite of elements not found in the known periodic table, the material seemed to resonate at frequencies suggesting it was in a state of perpetual, low-level energy flux. The drone successfully disengaged and returned to the spacecraft, docking in its designated bay. As the astronauts carefully retrieved the sample, they felt an aura of unease mingling with their excitement. What they held was alien in the truest sense of the word, an unknown material from an unknown ship of unknown origin. Subsequent tests on the sample yielded more questions than answers. In isolated conditions, it seemed to interact with electromagnetic fields in a manner that suggested cognitive awareness.
In one test, it vibrated subtly when exposed to thermal radiation. In another, it appeared to recoil from a jolt of electrical current as if experiencing discomfort. Each property defied not only their expectations but also the very boundaries of their scientific understanding. Here, within the mechanical womb of their spacecraft, they had introduced an element that defied their most advanced theories, a material that could very well require a rewriting of the textbooks. The drone, now effectively a vehicle of cosmic archaeology, had brought back more than a physical specimen. It had brought back a cipher, a key to unlocking narratives far removed from human experience, encoded in a language of matter and energy yet to be deciphered. The astronauts stared at the sample, isolated within its containment unit, acknowledging silently among themselves that they were no longer just explorers. They had become witnesses to cosmic enigmas that extended beyond their mission, beyond their lives, and perhaps, beyond the scope of human comprehension itself. Every astronaut knew the protocols. Any encounter with unidentified objects in space demanded strict quarantine measures. These protocols were crafted through meticulous research, developed over years of space exploration and planetary studies. They were rooted in a respect for the unknown variables that outer space presented, a respect born from both awe and fear. And yet, there comes a moment when even the most ingrained of rules buckle under the weight of overwhelming curiosity. An unspoken agreement settled among the astronauts. They would set foot on the ancient, derelict ship. It wasn't a decision made lightly. Each crew member felt the gravity of their choice, aware that they were veering off the already perilous path of their original mission. However, this was a historic moment on multiple levels, a confluence of unknowns that begged to be explored. Were they to maintain quarantine protocols and return home, they would be forsaking a mystery that had the potential to redefine humanity's place in the cosmos. To ignore such an unprecedented find would be, in its own way, a violation of the exploratory spirit that had brought them this far. Within hours, a team was assembled with specialized gear for external ship activities. Suits were methodically examined, double-checked for any imperfections that could compromise their integrity. Handheld scanners, equipped to analyze a wide spectrum of materials and energies, were calibrated to their highest sensitivity. As for the boarding tools, cutters, torches, and mechanical arms, each was scrutinized for reliability. The airlock hissed and sealed, marking the boundary between the known and unknown. The small team propelled themselves towards the alien vessel, utilizing thrusters built into their suits for maneuverability in zero gravity. As they approached, the patterns on the hull seemed to shift and shimmer, as if reacting to their presence. The closer they got, the more the sense of enormity set in. This was not merely a ship, it was a monolith, a construct from an era unbound by human timelines, its scale defying the laws of terrestrial architecture. Once they reached the surface, their instruments began to transmit data back to the spacecraft. Again, the readings were unlike anything within human knowledge, unfamiliar alloys, undefined energy signatures, and inexplicable thermal variances. Even the microgravity around the alien ship seemed to fluctuate in ways that contradicted known physics. Finally, using a combination of lasers and mechanical cutters, they managed to create an entry point. The material of the hull seemed to resist, 
almost as if it were alive, before eventually yielding. What lay beyond was shrouded in darkness, an abyss that drew them inward. High-powered lights penetrated the obsidian-like interior, revealing an environment unlike any spacecraft made by human hands. The architecture inside was as bewildering as it was magnificent, organized according to a logic and aesthetic foreign to human sensibilities. Passageways led to chambers filled with bizarre apparatuses, tables set with unrecognizable tools, and walls adorned with indecipherable inscriptions. While everything seemed archaic and abandoned, a lingering energy pulsed through the surroundings, like the dying embers of a once roaring fire. The more they explored, the more they sensed that they were not alone, that something within the bowels of this ancient behemoth was keenly aware of their presence. Their handheld scanners registered fluctuating energy levels, including bursts of radiation that appeared to be almost rhythmic, as if forming a pattern or signal. With each step deeper into the vessel, the sensation of being watched intensified. It was as though the ship itself was coming to life, roused from a deep slumber by the footsteps of these alien intruders from Earth. At that moment, each astronaut felt a duality of being both the explorer and the explored, the observer and the observed. Whatever lay ahead in the shrouded depths of this ancient marvel, they understood that the story of this mission had taken an irreversible turn. No longer a simple journey to a neighboring planet, it had evolved into a cosmic detective story, and they had become active participants in a narrative written across the canvas of space-time. What awaited them was unknowable, but the gravitational pull of their curiosity was too strong to resist. They ventured deeper, into the bowels of the ancient ship, knowing that they had crossed an invisible line from which there could be no retreat. Whether they would find enlightenment or oblivion was a question only the ship could answer. The high-powered lights attached to their helmets illuminated the surroundings, casting stark contrasts of light and shadow that danced across the intricate architecture. The style of the design was both breathtaking and perplexing. Geometrical shapes merged seamlessly with organic forms. It was as if the ship had been grown rather than built. Ceilings towered above, coated in a strange metallic alloy that seemed to absorb light rather than reflect it. Walls curved and folded, hiding crevices and alcoves that defied easy exploration. Debris floated lazily in the zero-gravity environment, an aftermath of chaos frozen in time. Here were pieces of technology that were both alien and oddly recognizable, as if they were distant echoes of human ingenuity, but advanced by leaps and bounds beyond anything ever seen. Screens that appeared to be made of liquid metal, fragmented pieces of what could have been extremely advanced computational devices, and other pieces of unidentifiable machinery swirled around them. Each artifact they encountered bore the weight of a civilization whose technological prowess had outpaced that of Earth by centuries, if not millennia. Yet, for all the debris and evidence of technological advancement, one thing was conspicuously missing, corpses. Despite the clear signs of catastrophe, there was no biological evidence of the beings that had once manned this ship. What could wipe out a civilization of this magnitude without leaving a trace of its populace? As they moved further into the ship, they came upon a chamber that dwarfed the others. The scale of it was monumental, filled with towering pillars and cascading staircases that led to elevated platforms. 
At the center of the room was a monolithic structure, orb-like but with flat surfaces that resembled a multifaceted gem. It pulsated with a soft light, the rhythms of which were almost hypnotic. They approached cautiously, their instruments humming and clicking as they collected data. The gem-like object seemed to be a nexus of energy for the ship, resonating at frequencies that stirred something primal within the astronauts. It was as if this object held the collective memory of the ship, a synthesis of science and emotion, of technology and life. Before they could take any samples or even touch the object, their scanners registered a spike in energy levels throughout the ship. Suddenly, the debris floating around them began to coalesce, forming patterns in the air. It was as if the ship was attempting to reassemble itself, each piece of shattered technology finding its corresponding part. Then, as quickly as it started, the activity ceased, leaving the room in a tense quietude. The astronauts could no longer shake off the feeling that the ship was aware, aware of its own damaged state, aware of the strangers walking its halls, and perhaps, aware of its solitude in the orbit of a planet it was never meant to reach. With each step they took, the walls seemed to close in, not physically, but with a palpable presence, like the very air had thickened around them. This ancient craft was more than a derelict, more than a relic of a lost civilization. It was a keeper of secrets, some of which had been awakened by the presence of these earthly explorers. They had touched something ancient and sentient, something that defied explanation, and perhaps even defied existence as they understood it. In the depths of this ancient, wounded Leviathan, they had discovered clues to an advanced civilization that had fallen victim to its own creations. Yet, something more haunting was becoming increasingly evident, the ship was not entirely lifeless. Some essence within it had been rekindled, stirred into alertness, and it was coming for them. The astronauts continued to delve deeper into the ship, each turn in the labyrinthine structure revealing more of its ancient enigmas. As they ventured onward, they triggered some dormant mechanism that sprung the ship into a semblance of life. Holographic displays flickered on, casting their ethereal light across the dark corridors. These displays showed sequences of shapes, patterns, and finally, entities that presumably represented the beings who had once piloted this vessel. The holograms communicated in a language indecipherable to human understanding, patterns of symbols, lines, and nodes that bore no resemblance to any known alphabet or script. Yet, the visual sequences were expressive enough to convey a narrative. This wasn't just random data or residual energy, it was storytelling, a chronicle of this civilization's rise and fall. They saw manifestations of astonishing scientific feats, manipulation of fundamental particles, the weaving of what appeared to be the fabric of space-time, even the sculpting of celestial bodies. The imagery then shifted to show various forms of technology, strikingly similar to what humanity had conceived but never actualized, energy sources devoid of waste or pollution, computational networks with unimaginable processing power, and synthetic lifeforms that blurred the line between organic and machine. But as the narrative unfolded, the tone changed. The holographic images began to show discord, societal divisions, and finally, widespread chaos. The very technologies that had propelled this civilization to its apex seemed to have been the instruments of its own self-destruction. 
Devices resembling weapons of terrible power appeared, followed by scenes depicting vast explosions, the disintegration of planetary bodies, and finally, the crumbling of the ship itself. It was a sobering revelation. Here was an advanced society that had met its downfall not through external invasion or natural catastrophe, but through its own unchecked technological might. The very tools they had created to elevate their existence had turned against them, culminating in their erasure from the cosmos. And eerily, some of these technologies bore a disturbing resemblance to the directions in which human innovation was headed. This holographic tale, stuck in a perpetual loop, seemed to be a silent warning, a chronicle left running in the hopes that some other civilization might stumble upon it and heed its lessons. But while the astronauts were captivated by the tragic story, they were increasingly aware that the ship was reacting to their presence in more than just visual displays. The pulsating energy they'd felt earlier had intensified, the soft rhythmic glow of the monolithic structure at the chamber's center becoming more frenetic. The surrounding air grew denser, as if charged with anticipation. Scanners beeped with escalating urgency, detecting movement not from the astronauts, but from something else within the ship. A shiver ran down their spines as they realized that whatever remained aboard this ancient vessel was not just a spectator to its own history. It was an active participant, waiting for the right moment to make itself known. And as the chamber quivered with an energy that felt almost sentient, they understood that the moment was rapidly approaching. Whether it was a remnant of the past or a guardian of the ship's secrets, it was becoming increasingly clear that this entity had its own agenda, an agenda triggered by the astronauts' incursion. It was alive, awake, and fully aware of the intruders who dared to explore its sanctuary. And it was coming for them. In a twisted manifestation of cause and effect, the ship seemed to shudder with each step the astronauts took, echoing their movements like a dark, cosmic mirror. Systems that had lain dormant for an unimaginable span blinked back to life, imbued with new vigor. Ghostly lights flared up, casting hues of indigo and crimson onto intricate reliefs etched into the walls. Forgotten engines deep within the ship's bowels roared in soft, muted tones, circulating air that hadn't been disturbed in ages. The very architecture of the ship appeared to shift, corridors elongating and chambers contracting as though the vessel itself were breathing. The monitoring equipment strapped to the astronaut suits began to malfunction, screens flickering and vital sign readings fluctuating wildly. Soon after, the navigational interface that had been guiding them glitched, its digital arrows spinning erratically before going blank. The high-tech fibers of their suits tightened involuntarily, as though constricting in response to an external force. But it was more than just a mechanical awakening. There was intent behind these actions, a calculated sequence rather than random activation. The ship was not merely responding to their physical presence, it was adapting, reconfiguring itself in real time. The ancient, sentient intelligence residing within its walls seemed to stretch its metaphorical limbs, unleashing dormant capabilities it had been holding in reserve for this very moment. As they pressed on, they entered a sprawling chamber filled with columns of crystalline material, each refracting light in a mesmerizing dance of colors. These were not mere decorations, they were storage units of some sort, possibly data repositories. Upon closer inspection, 
they discovered that the crystals pulsed to the same rhythm as the monolithic structure they had encountered earlier. It was as though the entire ship were a singular organism, its disparate components functioning in harmony. However, the harmonious appearance was undercut by an undercurrent of tension that grew palpably with each moment. The pulsing grew frenetic, and the colors in the crystals began to shift towards the red end of the spectrum. They sensed a heightened urgency in the ship's ambient vibrations, a building crescendo that promised a climax of uncertain but inevitable impact. Their dread reached a peak when they heard it, a haunting, subsonic rumble that pervaded the ship, reverberating through its metal framework and echoing in the marrow of their bones. It was neither machine nor language, but a form of communication that transcended both, a primal scream from the ship's very soul, signaling its readiness to interact on terms it defined, not theirs. Realization dawned upon the astronauts. They were not merely explorers stumbling upon a fallen civilization's graveyard. They were guests, or perhaps intruders, in a domain governed by an ancient entity that had awakened from its slumber. And as the ship's pulse quickened, mimicking the escalating heartbeats of its new occupants, they grasped a terrifying truth. They had awakened something that had been dormant but never dead. And now, it was fully roused, its intentions cryptic but its capabilities beyond question. For the first time since boarding this relic of a bygone era, they felt they were not alone. Something had been disturbed, a guardian, an intelligence, or perhaps the collective will of the ship itself. The moment those red lights flickered on, a transformation as tangible as it was visual filled the ancient spacecraft. Where once there had been an unsettling but quiet aura, there was now a sense of aggressive alertness. The walls themselves seemed to thrum with energy, and the air grew thick, almost suffocating. The instruments on the astronaut suits sounded off alarms, indicating a rapid surge in unidentified biological activity. Before they could process the data, they saw it, tentacle-like appendages unfurling from recessed compartments in the walls. These appendages were not made of flesh and blood, they were an amalgamation of metals and synthetic materials, pulsing with the same eerie luminescence that pervaded the ship. Yet they moved with the unmistakable fluidity of living organisms, coiling and uncoiling, their tips fitted with what looked like clusters of senses. They were quick, almost blindingly so, snaking through the air in intricate patterns, as though testing their newly awakened capabilities. The astronauts had no time for awe or wonder, survival became the only objective. With the navigational interface still unresponsive, they relied on sheer memory and instinct to retrace their steps, dodging the ever-increasing number of appendages that surged from the ship's walls, floor, and even ceiling. It was as if the ship had unleashed its immune system to expel the foreign bodies that had invaded its sanctuary. Their exosuits, designed for a wide range of contingencies but not for evading ancient, possibly sentient, spacecraft appendages, afforded only limited protection. Yet, the suits did possess thrusters, which they used to execute evasive maneuvers, zigzagging through corridors that had now become a writhing maze of biomechanical obstacles. They burst into the chamber with the pulsating monolith, its rhythm now a frantic staccato that matched their own heartbeats. There was a strange, nearly hypnotic compulsion to stop and study it, to understand the symphony of lights and colors that seemed so essential to the ship's function. 
but the advancing tendrils, which now appeared more menacing than ever, snapped them out of any such reverie. Adrenaline surged through their veins as they tore through the labyrinthine innards of the ancient ship, each twist and turn a game of high-stakes evasion. Their exosuits, still emitting frantic warnings, seemed to tighten further around them, almost as if sharing in their growing panic. The grotesque appendages, now more numerous and aggressive, darted and lunged with relentless intent, seeking to ensnare them and bring them into the ship's dark embrace. The sight of their own spacecraft's airlock became visible, a haven so close, yet agonizingly far. Just as they prepared for the final sprint, one appendage succeeded where others had failed, coiling around an astronaut's leg with serpentine speed. Before he could engage his thrusters, other tendrils joined the first, yanking him back with irresistible force into the dim recesses of the ancient ship. His final view was that of his comrades' horrified faces, just before he was pulled into a shadow so deep it seemed to consume not just his body but his very essence. The remaining crew were gutted by a cocktail of emotions, despair, guilt, and an overwhelming instinct for self-preservation. They had mere seconds to act, seconds that felt like both an eternity and an instant. The tendrils were regrouping, preparing for another assault, and there was no guarantee they would miss this time. With a collective, unspoken agreement that bore the heavy weight of sacrifice, they slammed their palms on the airlock release of their own ship, sealing it with a hiss that sounded uncomfortably like a sigh of relief, or was it a sigh of resignation? As they initiated the emergency thrusters, pulling away from the spectral behemoth that had claimed one of their own, they felt an odd, tingling sensation ripple through their craft. The immediate threat had been evaded, but at a cost that was impossible to quantify. They had lost one of their own, taken by a ship or an entity that defied understanding. Their spacecraft, state-of-the-art though it was, felt painfully inadequate, almost primitive, as they initiated the autopilot for the journey back to Earth. It was a journey laden with uncertainty, not only about the fate that awaited them on their home planet but also about the nature of the universe they had recklessly plunged into. Yet, amidst the sorrow and foreboding, a seed of terror took root, one far more disquieting than anything they had yet encountered. As they reviewed the sensor data, now partially corrupted but still accessible, they discovered that a small but detectable amount of the alien ship's material had been transferred onto their own vessel during the escape. They had not returned alone. Despite their retreat, a pervasive sense of dread clung to them, thick and cloying as the Martian dust that had once been the object of their fascination. They had awakened something ancient, something that had lain dormant but not powerless, awaiting the right stimulus to trigger its revival. They were now part of that entity's consciousness, etched into its memory just as it had etched itself into theirs. As they activated the pre-programmed sequence for the journey back to Earth, questions loomed, each more unsettling than the last. What had the civilization that built the ship been like? What catastrophic end had they met? And could humanity suffer a similar fate? Most troubling of all was the realization that they were bringing back a piece of that alien world, however small, trapped within the very fabric of their ship. It wasn't just the physical material that concerned them. It was the haunting notion that they might also be carrying back an imprint of the entity's consciousness, a psychic parasite capable of infiltrating their thoughts, 
their dreams, their very perception of reality. As their ship transitioned into the long-haul flight mode, designed to conserve energy for the extensive journey, they each settled into their hibernation chambers. Yet, even as they braced for the artificial sleep that would suspend their bodily functions and slow their aging, they knew that the nightmares awaiting them might be far worse than any they had ever experienced. For the first time, they contemplated the possibility that their exploration had sown the seeds not of progress, but of an existential threat that could reach far beyond their individual lives. Their eyes closed, not with the serene trust in technology and training that had characterized their outward journey, but with a wary resignation. As the hibernation pods sealed, they couldn't escape the gnawing feeling that they were not just returning to Earth, but bringing something with them, something ancient, sentient, and inexorably malevolent. As the spacecraft approached a predetermined distance from Earth, the hibernation pods initiated their wake-up protocols. Gradual increases in temperature, the soft hum of machinery circulating oxygen, and the slow introduction of light stimuli worked in unison to ease the astronauts out of the deep, artificially induced slumber. Their bodies, feeling heavy and disoriented from the extended period of immobility, slowly adjusted as the life support systems administered a carefully calibrated cocktail of nutrients and stimulants. After what seemed like an eternity, the lids of the hibernation pods hissed open, releasing them back into the waking world. This was the moment they had prepared for, yet something was amiss. An undercurrent of tension permeated the cabin, as though the spacecraft itself sensed the malevolent presence they had unwittingly invited aboard. The crew members shook off the vestiges of hibernation grogginess, compelled by an urgency they couldn't quite articulate. They needed to re-establish contact with Earth, they needed to come home. It was then that communication with Earth resumed, filling the cabin with data feeds and textual messages, sparking a complex tapestry of emotions. The resumption of communication with Earth jolted them from a state of uneasy reverie. Text and data feeds scrolled across their main monitor, each message tinged with escalating concern, relief, and a torrent of questions. Despite the seriousness of their situation, a bittersweet relief washed over them. The connection to their home planet, to their species, offered a fleeting respite from the isolation that had enveloped them since the moment they set foot on that cursed vessel. Yet, the re-established link also presented them with a dilemma. How could they even begin to articulate the surreal nightmare that had unfolded? Words seemed inadequate, almost profane, in capturing the scope of their experiences. The data and sensor logs had been partially corrupted, their integrity compromised by the alien ship's insidious influence. This made the prospect of a scientific, objective recounting even more daunting. While the crew worked on formulating a response to Earth, something else gnawed at the back of their minds, a growing awareness that their trials were far from over. They had escaped with their lives, but the inexplicable phenomena that had manifested within their ship suggested that they were carrying a vestige of the alien entity with them. What form might it take? Could it infiltrate Earth's ecosystems, its technologies, even the minds of its people? The spacecraft systems were now working flawlessly, almost unnaturally so, as if eager to make up for the previous loss of communication. The astronauts couldn't shake the notion that their vessel was under the influence of something alien. Every instrument that blinked to life, 
every automated system that engaged, carried with it a sense of foreboding. What had once been the epitome of human engineering now felt like a Trojan horse, ferrying an unknown threat toward the very heart of human civilization. As the ship continued on its pre-programmed path, the astronauts took turns monitoring its systems, each rotation an exercise in both vigilance and denial. With Earth growing larger in their viewscreen, a landscape of blues and greens framed by the inky void, they contemplated the bitter irony of their situation. They had set out in search of knowledge, to expand the boundaries of human experience, and had found instead a Pandora's box of cosmic horrors. The nature of their invisible stowaway remained a riddle, its motives and capabilities shrouded in obscurity. All attempts to analyze the alien material had yielded contradictory results, as if it existed in a state of quantum flux, never settling into a form that could be comprehended or categorized. It was both there and not there, a paradox that defied their understanding. As the ship's thrusters adjusted for the upcoming re-entry into Earth's atmosphere, a heavy stillness settled over the cabin. In their hearts, they knew that this journey, haunting and harrowing as it had been, was but the opening chapter of a much darker saga. Earth was now on the horizon, radiant and welcoming, yet they could not escape the feeling that they were about to breach its innocence, introducing to it a primordial fear as old as the universe itself. The lights inside the spacecraft flickered momentarily, and the drone, which had been in secured stasis since it returned from the ancient ship, suddenly whirred to life. It had been subjected to multiple levels of quarantine, its every molecule scrutinized by their onboard sensors. Until this moment, it had shown no signs of activity or threat. But now, it seemed to defy the laws governing machines and matter, opening up to reveal a miniaturized replication of the grotesque tentacles that had pursued them on the alien ship. In that instant, a terrifying clarity washed over the astronauts. The ancient ship had not been a mere ruin or a tomb, it had been a baited trap. The civilization that built it had known about Earth for ages, perhaps longer than humans had existed, and had designed a mission not of exploration, but of infiltration. And they had succeeded. Their Trojan horse was inside the spacecraft, ready to complete its ancient directive. The sudden activity in the drone triggered automated alerts that reverberated through the ship's advanced diagnostics. But every attempt to override or disarm the drone was met with failure. It operated as if possessed by an intelligence that transcended circuits and code. All safety measures, all firewalls, and all countermeasures proved ineffectual. The miniature appendages began to grow, transforming, assimilating materials from the ship itself to fuel its expansion. Each astronaut was paralyzed by the realization of their collective folly. Their curiosity had not only jeopardized their own lives but had also imperiled everything they held dear. The alien civilization had laid its plans with diabolical patience, planting the seeds for Earth's potential downfall millennia before humanity had even looked to the stars and they were the unwitting couriers of this cosmic malevolence. The spacecraft systems, despite being the pinnacle of human technology, could not counter the growing menace. With each passing second, the drone's appendages interfaced with the ship's primary systems, bypassing fail-safes and crippling manual overrides. Soon, it would control the ship entirely.
Re-entry into Earth's atmosphere was just moments away, and the ship had now become an unwitting missile of annihilation, aimed directly at the cradle of human civilization. As Earth loomed ever closer, the gravity of their situation reached an unbearable weight. They had set out to explore the unknown, armed with the collective hopes and dreams of their species. Now, they were returning not as heroes, but as harbingers of an existential threat that defied human understanding. As they braced for impact, each astronaut was united in a single, devastating thought. They were the carriers of a dark epiphany, an ancient plan designed to awaken and unfold upon their return. Earth's sky, so radiant and welcoming, was now the backdrop for an unfolding cosmic horror. Just as the spacecraft began the final procedures for re-entry, the atmosphere inside was one of subtle celebration. Earth's brilliant sphere filled the main viewport, a luminous promise of homecoming, of returned normality, of future exploration based on what had been learned. And yet, in the darkest, most unobservable niches of the ship, areas far removed from senses or human sight, the drone continued its dark metamorphosis. It wasn't just growing, it was replicating, dividing itself into multiple entities, each one an autonomous agent of the civilization that had dispatched it so long ago. While the astronauts performed last-minute checks and secured themselves for the turbulence of re-entry, they remained blissfully ignorant of the multiplying threat. They couldn't know that the drone's replication was nearing completion, that each new entity was capable of independent action, ready to disperse upon landing. Earth's defenses, its technological safeguards, were unprepared for an invasion at the molecular or nanotechnological level, which was exactly what was about to be unleashed. Unbeknownst to them, the drone and its duplicates started interfacing with the spacecraft's communication systems, sending encrypted signals to multiple locations around the globe. These locations were not random. They were the world's major cities, centers of technology, culture, and governance. The signal, indecipherable and seemingly benign, was the first step in the drone's true mission, the assimilation of Earth, using its own technological infrastructure as a conduit for rapid, widespread infection. The irony was agonizing. The ancient civilization had not just sent a sentinel. They had sent a seed, a dark potentiality for life that carried within itself not the hope for new beginnings but the blueprint for subjugation and annihilation. And it was in this crew, this spacecraft, this mission, that the seed had found the fertile ground it had sought for untold millennia. While the world below prepared to greet its pioneers with parades and honors, the malevolent seed prepared to burst forth, sowing the invisible, irreversible apocalypse for which it was designed. As the spacecraft touched down, greeted by the roaring applause of onlookers and the global audience watching via live feeds, each astronaut felt a swelling pride, a sense of accomplishment that masked the true horror of their situation. They disembarked, waving to the crowds, carrying with them not just the honor of their achievements but also a hidden, multiplying legion, primed to infiltrate and consume. In that moment, the end was seamlessly transmuted into a new, horrifying beginning. The ancient civilization, long gone, had succeeded in their final, devastating act. They had made Earth's most courageous explorers the unknowing vectors of its ultimate undoing. The seed had found its fertile ground, and a new, dark chapter for Earth was set to begin.